I'm drinking juice tonight. No gin and juice, just juice. I've been drinking too much, I've realized. I'm going to cut back. Might try and do like a month sober. I'm going to just try and make it a week first and see how that goes. And let's start it up and I'll get into it, all right? Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to Living for a Living with your boy Joey Bradley. This is episode number 66. Living for a Living, baby. How you doing? <laughs> the 6-6 episode. The devil episode. Although, ironically, I'm feeling pretty angelic lately. I have been probably feeling pretty devilish for a while. And as I said, I'm just drinking juice tonight. And I feel like I was kind of getting into a weird funk with drinking pretty often. Maybe not super heavily, but uh, sometimes a little heavily. And I just, there needed to be a change. I think, as I've mentioned before, I don't smoke anymore. And for pretty much my entire adult life, from 16 to 28-ish, I smoked at least at night, almost every night, every day. And I feel like when I would be smoking all the time, I could still maintain and do life and scholarship athlete, Dean's List student, all that jazz, taking care of stuff, what I needed to take care of. But ultimately I always felt I was in like this slight depression kind of, or I don't know, maybe that's not the exact way to say it. I wasn't my best self. I wasn't my worst self. But it was this comfortable medium. And whereas now that I don't smoke, although I still would like to, at times, use it strictly as a medicine, whether it be with some meditation or just enjoy as as a, a, rec- a truly recreational thing. When something's every single day, I don't know if it's recreational or medicinal, you know, but... Also, same thing. I don't know if... I guess there's some medicines you take every single day. But... And I'm not going to say you need to be prescribed by a doctor to take it. Because some of these fucking doctors... They... uh, And it's not like... I don't think doctors themselves are trying to push people into being unhealthy. Or pushing bad things on them. Purposefully. They're just doing what they've been taught. But I just feel the conspiracy guy in me is they're not being taught exactly the best way to help people because at least in the u.s health and everything is all about the money baby and so if you can just truly help someone get healthy where they never have to come back to the doctor again you losing bread son The pharmaceuticals don't want that to happen. So, yeah. Well, I didn't plan on getting on that to start it off. But, no, I like I said, I'm going to go. I realized as I was thinking about it. Because I've been, man, in and out of a funk for a while now. Multiple reasons. That I'm not even really 
ready to talk about or, or I haven't processed enough to even talk about it. Not that I'm ready. It's just they haven't came to me yet. And so I was like, damn, dude. When's the last time you've just been super sober? It's like super sober. No drinking, no smoking. That's all I do. I do like some psychedelics every now and then. And the one time I've done Molly, boy, that night was fun. And while I'm going to talk about being sober right now, boy, I can't wait until the next time I do some psychedelics or some Molly. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I haven't, I haven't done the super sober thing in a while. I realized when I was in Nepal traveling around there. I wasn't really drinking at the time and I wasn't really smoking that much. We smoked a little bit in Nepal and I was there for a month, but we, yeah, we smoked a little bit, but I mean, it was literally the most natural weed there is because in Nepal, weed just grows like that, like a weed. And so the couple times we got it, one time we got it literally was up on a mountain from a plant that was just growing like that. Not Cat Williams skit. Man, I miss that. And I felt like at that time and place, I was the most connected spiritually or universally or whatever you want to call it. And it's kind of ironic or funny to me maybe other people do this too, is when you're in a funk and you are are in kind of a valley, because, man, this shit's all about ups and downs. And even though I've maybe been in a a valley for a bit, just knowing that, hey, dude, a peak's coming eventually. And knowing truly that whatever's happening now needs to happen and is supposed to be happening. It is as it should be and the timing's always right. But it's interesting when you get into these valleys, you kind of start to reverse engineer your happiness in a way. And I you know, I'll start to think back at certain times that I have in my memory of like, oh, I was the most happy at this time or I was the most connected. Because that's some thing I've realized with my happiness is also a connectedness to where I am and the people I'm around and those kind of things. And um, as I've said, I just, there's been a little bit of a disconnect here over personally and environmentally, you know, I think with lockdown and the mask and shit like that, I think that's also now we're a year plus into this bullshit. And so that affects as is starting to affect me, I think subconsciously. And so anyway, I reverse engineer. I'm like, man, and I was editing some stuff from Thailand, going back, editing stuff in Nepal. I'm like, damn, I was in a good place then, like super good place. And then right after that, I was living in Florida with my boy Colin for a few months and those those few months were pretty fucking fun. Obviously not perfect. Me and Bert got into it once or twice. Nah, just once one good time. <laughs> I told him to go fuck himself at Disney. <laughs> Although actually after I did that, he respected me a lot more. All right, sorry. I'm getting all over the place. 
but yeah, during that time, Nepal and then in Florida, I wasn't really drinking at all. In Florida, we were smoking a little bit, but Nepal wasn't. And I was like, man, but when's other than that, when have I been fucking sober, dude? And I didn't really have an answer. And I don't think personally, like being sober is the ultimate answer. I know there's some gurus and stuff like that that think the ultimate mm, enlightenment is being sober. And, And maybe it is. Maybe I just haven't realized that. I think there's a time and place and a use for a lot of things, whether it be alcohol or weed or psychedelics, or I don't really think cocaine has much, um, use, but even, you know, there's, there's, yeah, I don't know. I need to research more before I start really talking about this, but this is just my ideas. This is just my thoughts. Don't take it too seriously, please. But I realized that With drinking, and I think a lot of people probably have this issue, and it's where alcoholism kind of stems the most, is you can be pretty productive while still drinking frequently. And what I mean by that is I would be on here doing the podcast, getting drunk. I could edit. I could could get all those things done. Whereas for me, when I was getting high all the time, I wouldn't want to talk to the camera. I wouldn't want to edit. I wouldn't want to do those things. And so I I thought to myself, you know, if you drink in the long term, you can still be more productive, at least speaking on myself. But I think if you were going to do something every single day, smoking would be the better thing for your body and probably for your mind. Although I don't know. I've told the story that I already know that weed has affected my mind. And I don't even remember one time me and my homie Dixon were in New York for a weekend together (laughs) we had to search back scroll up like seven years of facebook conversations to figure out why were we in new york together (laughs) so i don't know i'm just i'm just speaking out loud this is a little diary portion of the podcast right now i'm trying to just kind of get back to doing this and speak in my mind we're not doing the live tonight I decided to go a different direction from the producer, Mary, that I had on or had with me last week and nothing to do with her or anything. Um, I think it could, could have been cool, but I just realized that I like doing my own thing and I take a lot of fucking pride in doing everything myself and kind of being self-made and self-built. And I know at certain points I'll need some help here and there, but I realized after I edited it and uploaded it, I was like, well, that would be the one thing I need or I would want someone to do because that's just the tedious part, part of it. And after I did that, I was like, wait a minute. What, what am I doing? And this all, I'm trying to maybe connect all these little loose ends because it was like I was just searching for something, searching for something outside of myself and now just getting back to myself, getting back to just doing me, being me. Um, Because as I said, it was like I've been disconnected not only from 
the environment, but myself. And I'm now back on the meditation, morning gratitude, prayer cycle that I always tell myself is the thing that makes any day good and makes it so I can't lose that day. It's like pretty crazy how by just doing that, I'm going to win. And then it's even crazier the fact that I won't do it, knowing how effective it is. Because, I, dude, I've just been in a bad little rut of getting up, getting right on my phone, wasting a fucking hour of my day looking at bullshit on my phone, TikTok stuff, which, again, don't get me wrong, I think TikTok's great. I'm still on it, doing it. But yeah, I just, I want to get out of the matrix a little bit. I want to get a little bit more into the old Joe Rogan post and ghost. Not worrying about comments, not worrying about anything. Just use it. Don't let it use you. And for a little while, you know, I've been using it, but I think it might've been a two way street of use. So I'm trying to get back on that one way. <laughs> yeah, this isn't a. I'm not in a mutual relationship with social media. That bitch is my prostitute. I'm using that thing. <laughs> oh. That was kind of funny, I think. Not very politically correct, but kind of funny. And speaking of political correctness, uh, you know, and TikTok. <laughs> it's just wild to me. You know, I, I'm, I've now been surrounded by Europeans for a lot of the majority of the last six years. And as I've said before, there's some interesting similarities with Europeans and Americans that neither want to admit. Well, Americans don't even know because they don't care for the most part. And so they're arrogant from the sense of just not knowing at all and thinking they're the best because we're the best and they don't know anything else about anything else. But it's ironic because a lot of Europeans are also incredibly arrogant because they think they're so much better than whatever other country. And this goes for all six places I've lived, there's examples of literally everywhere of different places I've traveled, different dudes I've been around. And they think, oh, well, and they'll look down on America or look down on another country in general, fucking Brazil, wherever. And it's like, you realize? And then in the same breath, they'll say like, oh, we're not stupid Americans or something like that. And it's just funny to me. You know, I, I try, I don't think I take too much seriously because for the most part, I agree. I know there are some stupid motherfuckers in the U.S. There's some stupid motherfuckers here in Finland. There are some stupid motherfuckers in Portugal. There are stupid motherfuckers everywhere. In case you didn't know. There's also smart motherfuckers everywhere. There's nice motherfuckers, happy, sad. Everywhere is a lot more similar than they want to realize from a personal human level. 
But the one thing that carries over in at least social media and, you know, the, a big a big knock on the U.S. is America doesn't have its own culture because it's too new and we don't have our own cult. And I would I would argue that we do, you know, in the sense that we're like this melting pot or a melting blending of cultures. And so, yeah, it's maybe not our own specific one, but it's the fact that we got hella different cultures all in one spot. But if we had a, a true culture now that we've gone forward a couple hundred years and what maybe the last 50 years the u.s has been kind of the the top dog i think that's ending currently but we'll say i mean i don't know i'm no history guy but after world war ii until 2000s ish let's just give or take it so 50 years we'll call it and in that time, American pop culture, like we don't have this old culture, but we have the popular culture, whether it be music, movies, TV shows, etc. that everyone around the world wants to be a part of. The Hollywood scene, kind of, you know, everyone, every country, well, not every country, most countries got Netflix. Most countries are watching American shit with subtitles of their own thing or dubbing of their own language. And so it's it's just funny to me. I've realized that <laughs> I was on a date one time in Poland this like three years ago. I don't know how I remember this. And this girl was kind of hip, cool. She had, mm, I don't even know what how to describe these pants. Kind of cargo pants with uh, like orange camo on them very hip hoppy and her whole entire style was kind of hip hop inspired and she we we got a little drunk as you do in Poland and she was started kind of just talking shit about American culture and like I said I don't really care it's okay I I agree but also I'm going to point some shit out if you know and I was like she said something I was like yeah but you're entire outfit is based on asap rocky so you're copying that cult and he's american right so you're copying him and she didn't like that i think the date ended real quick after that and um yeah but it's even though america doesn't have this old school shit we've kind of owned the new stuff the new culture and right and I think 20 years ago was cool. Now it kind of sucks. I'm, I'm not proud that people are copying some of our pop culture, which includes political correctness. Because on TikTok, on Instagram, you'll scroll through and you'll see... Uh, I have a lot of Finnish people that follow me on TikTok. And I'll look at bios and you'll see Finnish people with pronouns in their bios she, her, he, him, whatever the fuck it is. And they don't even have that in their own language. In their own language, he and she is both Han. And so, to me, if you're a Finnish person and you have English pronouns in your bio, you're a fucking idiot that's been manipulated 
by American pop culture that you probably in this next breath talk shit about. It's the ultimate thing of creating that, that that's how you know things are pretty good here. If they're then kind of creating a problem in their second or third language, <laughs> it's like, dude, chill, homie. And oh, so yeah, that that's what that's been something that's been on my mind lately. Staying on pop culture or just current events or whatever. You know, there's another police shooting, Dwayne Wright, I believe his name was. And listen, to start, it's wrong. I'm not happy about it. Unfortunately, at this point, I'm not surprised about it. I'm slightly desensitized to it. I'm not going to research and see if his warrants were legit or if the cop has done things in the past or (laughs) I don't get what these fucking idiots who continually get emotional about this don't understand that this is the best page in the playbook of the people that are manipulating you. It is the easiest one to do. There's, there isn't an easier fucking play to run for the media. White cop kills a black guy that's unarmed over some bullshit. The, the guy kind of runs away. It gives, oh, they were reaching for a taser. I mean, oh my God. I just... I don't understand how it's not obvious to more people. This happens every, what, three, four months. Every time there needs to be a little bit of a distraction on something, bam, somehow this happens. And I know, I I don't agree with it. I think it's wrong. I don't want anybody to die over any unnecessary bullshit. But just the the amount of coverage it gets and, and all these things when... I'm not even going to do the stare stary- the status quo, you know, well, white people also get killed by the cops and there's black on black crime, you know, all those different ones. It's like we just hypersensitize this one thing that everyone gets locked in on and I just uh, I do get it. I get it because it's emotional. And I used to 5 10 years ago as I've said before, I was a police brutality hipster. I was posting about it, talking about it constantly 10 years ago. You can go back and check the Facebook. Literally being told to shut up by some people who now post about it constantly. And right now, if, if listen, this is how it's going to go. I just saw before we got on this that the cop is uh, charged with... Charged, yeah, charged with... Second degree manslaughter, which actually is a, she could get convicted because second degree manslaughter, like that of all things, that is possibly convictable. With George Floyd, I think they tried to get him second degree murder, maybe third degree, but there was, there had to be a a proof that 
the dude wanted to, and you were never going to be able to prove it in the court of law, whether it was, you know, but this one, second degree manslaughter, I don't know the full legal stuff, but it, it could be convictable. If I had money, I would bet she doesn't get convicted. If I had money, I would bet there's going to be some more riots that ensue. If I had some more money, I got a little bit of money. I ain't going to bet on this shit, though. If I was going to bet, I would say in wherever the fuck's this is going on, Minneapolis, some martial law is going to be called. Also ironic, people who want to defund the police, which I agree some people are getting paid way too much to do a shitty job. But if you think by defunding a group that already sucks, they're going to get better, then you are fucking retarded. That would be like, who has the cheapest salary in baseball? Let me look this up. I've been meaning to just look stuff up. MLB salaries, MLB salaries, cap, salary by team. Oh, I hope this works into my... Okay, so the Cleveland Indians. Damn, and their win percentage is fucking 60%. This This doesn't work with my analogy. Okay, we'll go to the... One of the less teams, the Pittsburgh Pirates, who have one of, if not the lowest winning percentages in the MLB. That would be like you saying, hey, let's slash their payroll, make them cut their best player, and let's see if we can win the World Series. Like, no, that shit wouldn't happen, dude. And so I, I don't know. I, I just, again, I, now that I'm, although in this way, I think it's good that I'm disconnected from what's all happening in the U S at times. And I can, I am not even in the picture. I'm completely outside of the frame. And so I can actually see the entire picture in my opinion. And so it's just how I just don't understand how people And it's people that I respect and I think are incredibly intelligent. It's not dumb people who who fall trapped to this emotional warfare and manipulation. It's some people that I know are are cultured and intelligent and all these things. And that's how I know they're good at what they're doing. When, When some of the most thoughtful and mild-mannered and good people that I know have fallen for this type of shit, that's how I know they're good at what they're doing, whether it be the media, whether it be the puppeteers, whoever it may be. But on this note here of police brutality, I I got onto a little bit of a Netflix binge this past weekend, and that's also how I know I'm kind of in a funk sometimes because I realized... When I'm feeling good, feeling great, I'm editing podcast stuff. I'm editing um, vlog stuff because I'm living it and I'm seeing myself and kind of living through myself in a way. And when I'm in a funk at times, I want to disconnect from that. I want to disconnect from the whole fucking world in itself and because I don't really watch Netflix that much anymore. 
But this weekend I watched a little bit of it. I had to had to get to a little bit of the bottom of that valley, you feel me? And I watched two things. One thing I have to talk really greatly about, and then the other thing I have to talk very poorly about. And we'll start with the poor. And that was Two Distant Strangers on Netflix. And I, it, just from reading the, the summary about it, the synopsis, I was like, oh, this is just brainwashing at its finest. But let me let me watch it. Oscar nominated. It's got all the, I mean, oh boy, they got this shit just wrapped up. They got it figured out, man. Um, but the synopsis, let me, I'll just, actually, no, I, I can explain it. It's basically, it's about this guy who wakes up, this black guy who wakes up at a girl's house kind of one night standy first time hookup thing. He leaves the house and at when he leaves eventually he gets into a conversation with this cop and the cop will kill him. And when he dies, he wakes back up in the bed again. Little groundhog day e to it. It's like groundhog day combined with mm, I don't know what's a good it's like groundhog day combined with george floyd basically the first time he die he gets like strangled very michael brownie um shot all these different things and you know at one point he he's like okay we'll just we'll just make the breakfasts chill here at home he's like i'm gonna just chill here all day you know, if I don't leave, the cop can't get me. Well, on that one, the SWAT team busts in at a certain point and they shoot him because he has a spatula in his hand. They say it's a knife and blah, blah, blah. It's all these instances that have happened in real life. Don't get me wrong. But it plays them out over and over and over again. And just knowing what I know about manipulation and predictive programming and those kind of things and talking with some of my black friends, you know, my buddy Ed, who was on the show a few episodes back said, you know, even though I know it's not super probable, he's like, when I see that shit on the news every single day, it makes me scared, which I understand. I, I think it would make me scared too. I mean, it makes me, it does. It, it totally, I mean, I am probably the least black looking person on the fucking face of the earth. And the couple times I've gotten pulled over in the last few years, I mean, I'm right here. Yes, officer. I'm going to get my wallet out of the dash. Is that okay? I mean, I'm not taking chances just because I don't want to be a statistic. And so I can't even imagine because it's not really happening to me, or at least the news isn't showing that it's happening to me. And so I can't even, but anyway, this kind of, 
it's a it's a entertainment thing. This isn't the news that we're watching that I was watching. I refuse to watch that. This is literally something that's on Netflix that somebody created that is also now stressing this point. And again, I know it happens. But do we need does it need to be constantly in people's minds and faces in that way and again you go back to 2012 Smith Mund Act propaganda is legal in the US there's a bunch of small print to that stuff I should read it on air one day but in my mind it's essentially propaganda I mean what the the CNN guys just came out with something that admitting them doing propaganda in order to get Trump out which I think the way he handled the last month or two, he was probably going to get himself out of there anyway, but you got a guy from CNN like admitting to it. But anyway, at the end of this movie, it's a little short short film, 30 minutes long, 40 minutes long. He outwits. The guy is like, the girl at one point says, well, what if you just talk to him? Talk to the cop. And he goes, oh. And so he talks to him and they end up, you know, at this point now he's done it like a hundred times. He's been killed a hundred times in one different way. And so he starts talking to the cop and he says, hey, you know, girl in the yoga pants is going to stretch. So-and-so is going to do this. Da-da-da-da-da-da. Sorry, I'm totally spoiling this for anybody who wants to watch it. Spoiler alert. Um, And the cop and him start bonding. And the cop's like, well, how are we going to how can we solve this? And the dude's like, well, why don't you just take me home? And so he does, he drives him home. And for a minute I was like, damn, this had a good little ending. Like maybe we could come together a little bit. Something I almost in my mind, I was like, damn, I'm, I'm sorry. I misjudged this film. I'm sorry. I misjudged this thing and thought poorly of it. Because it it had the potential to really come in a way that would make both people think in a completely different way than what the media narrative has been telling everybody. But again, I was wrong. (laughs) And he gets out of the car to his house and he starts like walking up the steps or whatever. And I forget how it happens, but ultimately the cop then kills him again. And says, you know, you thought you could trick me by sweet-talking me and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. After they just had this, like, cool little conversation of talking to each other like humans and connecting. And it, it ended with the, the idea that this, this, the main character, the black guy, said, you know, it doesn't matter what I do or how I do it, da-da-da-da-da. There's a guy out there who's just always going to want to kill me. And that's what his mission on the day is. And, yo, I'm sure there are some fucked up people that could be in the police force that have that as their idea. I'm sure there are some. I don't think it's many. Just the day I start believing that most cops wake up thinking they want to kill black people is their first thought when they wake up, then, I mean... I I would have less hope than I already do for the U.S. But the thing that just bummed me out was that was how it ended. And that's 
I mean, that's on Netflix, bro. That's kids are going to watch that. And it had the potential to really do something different and really send a different message. And it chose to send that message, which was almost even more extreme than the media narrative tries to send. And so that shit disappointed me. I'm not going to lie. <sighs> but switching gears now, I think I'll get into a little bit more happy-go-lucky stuff. Maybe. Mm. Man, I've had vaccine passport and Biden building the wall up on my notes for the last like three weeks, but I just never talk about them. I mean, because they just continually are happening. It's ironic that I just said, yeah, I'll talk more happy-go-lucky. Here we go. Vaccine passport, Biden building the wall. I mean, I, the again, I try and stay willfully ignorant in terms of what exactly is going on. The vaccine passport shit worries me just from the travel aspect and how I want to live my life and I mean, that's a big reason, or I wouldn't say a big, but part of the reason I keep thinking of this van idea. And then also why I'm I'm starting to get intrigued by Russia, which I'll get into. Because if I want to drive from Europe to Asia, yeah, I need to go through China, but also Russia. I think there's a way I could, I could do it one way or the other. Um with using boats and uh, I don't know. Anyway, I'll, I'll get to Russia. I got some stuff on Russia coming up, which probably will surprise you. But yeah, the, this the vaccine passport, man, I don't know. If you support that boy, you must be really fearful. And I, I sympathize with you and I'm sorry you feel that way. But to think that's the answer and that's the way we get back to normal is I think your head is in the sand if that's what you really think. And I would love to hear someone who's super in support of it, although I highly doubt anybody who listens to me after, unless you just randomly stumbled upon this episode. I'd love to hear why you are so in favor of it and why you don't think it could potentially turn into a very bad slippery slope idea. And we'll talk about it more next week. And then with Biden building the wall, or as they said, I forget how they, they, they explained it a little bit different way. He's continuing the maintenance and restructure of the, fuck, I don't know. And again, I'll, I'll bring, I think I'll talk this one next week and I'll, I'll, I'll get some numbers for us because the numbers from what I've read are wild. Media is not going to cover that. Oh, un- surprisingly, they have to cover the Dwayne Wright issue. Shockingly, I wonder. I wonder what they would have had to talk about this week if this doesn't show up. Also, George Floyd's the that trial is coming up soon. Amazing timing. Such a coincidence. Uh, but the thing that I did watch 
on Netflix that was really great was The Queen's Gambit. And I'm a big chess player myself, not super good. I'm like a about a thousand to eleven hundred rating, which isn't great. It's about a I win I win about fifty percent, lose about fifty percent normally. And I binge watched that. And I know people had been ranting and raving about that show for ever. And I'm just the way I am. I, If a lot of people are talking about it and wanting to do it, it almost makes me not want to do it. Because I will admit, I enjoy being unique. I enjoy being different. And so when anybody, or a, a, not anybody, a lot of people are stoked on something and are down to do something, it makes me almost want to go the other way. Except for sports. Sports and football is like the one time I I want to get everybody going in the same direction. Or I, I want to be going in the same direction as everybody, I should say. But yeah, I, I started watching that. And I mean, I think eight episodes, 40 minutes each or so. And I watched that in a day and a half real quick. Real, real quick. And it's made me now start analyzing the chess opening moves and... That was a good story. Super good, interesting. Had a little drug and alcohol addiction in there, which as I was kind of processing in my mind this week and this weekend regarding to my own self. I'm not saying addiction, but just usage. So I was like, huh. It, It was just good timing. And it was a good story. And then ironically, this is a perfect little segue, is in it, the Russians are the best at chess, historically speaking. I don't know what it is currently at this point in time. And so I've already been kind of curious about Russia. And then in the show, Russia has a big part. And so I was like, hmm. You know, I mentioned a few weeks back that I want to start learning Russian and Chinese because those are the two countries that'll be the next top top dogs, top powers. I think China's already there. It's just slowly bubbling. The US has the kind of facade that we're the top dog, but really it's China in my opinion. And so I did two things. As I mentioned last couple of weeks, Tinder Passport has been free. So I've been utilizing that because there ain't much to swipe through here in Quopio. Although, had a good little good little match recently, I must say. But majority speaking, yeah. And so I thought, huh, you know, a place I hadn't checked out on Tinder Passport yet was Russia. So first I went Moscow. And that pretty much ruined Tinder for me because Moscow Tinder is almost unbelievable. I had said before that Stockholm and Tallinn, Estonia, were damn good. Nah, not even comparable. Lisbon is also good. I like I like Lisbon, the Portuguese, they're kind of my style. And there's a lot of Brazilians there too. Um, but boy, Russian Tinder, dude, 
like I said, it changed the game. It's made any swiping anywhere else uncomparable. I go with normally when I'm I normally this is I guess a subtle brag here. I'd normally stop swiping before I run out of swipes in other places, especially here. Um, yo, in in Moscow, and then also Saint Petersburg, because Saint Petersburg is only like two hundred miles from me, three hours. I'm closer to Saint Petersburg than I am Helsinki. I go through those swipes. I mean, it's it's crazy. I don't understand how it's possible. Every girl is, whoa, yeah, I, I don't know. So that, like I said, that that was, I was already curious. That made me a little bit more curious. Every now and then I get a little Russian TikTok thing going on. And Russia just seems to me one of, to be one of the last places that isn't so enamored with political correct bullshit feels like there's just not that many pussies in Russia right now the the yeah I don't know so like I said it's just been intriguing to me on multiple levels from the culture and it just in it I wonder about it especially and I wonder about China too but Russia more just from the sense that China and the Asian culture to me just seems so much more different than the American culture. And I'm sure Russian culture is much more different than American culture, but because of the similarities in looks, I guess I can relate it more in my head. I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud right now. And I mean, Russia's big as fuck. And so there's these like weird little similarity and every, I've only met a few Russian dudes, a couple in Poland and a couple while traveling just randomly. And they were all pretty funny, cool dudes, maybe not super funny. And they were all intrigued to meet me. And so I don't know, it's just a, a, something in my mind that I've been, and now seeing Tinder there, I was like, oh, whoa. how do I get a visa there? <laughs> And so on to the next thing, like I said, I want to learn Russian or I I said I wanted to learn Russian. I kind of said that as a bit, but after Queen's Gambit, Tinder, TikTok, whatever, I was like, yo, let me check out Duolingo Russian. And boy, was I in for a surprise. Russian is... Russian is, even now after learning or starting, to, I've done Duolingo for like three, four days now. But after starting to learn it, I'm just constantly more and more intrigued. Because it seems to me Russia is just like, yo, and I don't know, this is just, uh, this is almost, this is a joke probably. But Russian is just like, yo, fuck everything else. Fuck everyone else. We're doing it our way. And in a way, that's kind of American to me. Like, that's the stereotypical American. Fuck everybody else. We're the best. We're going to do it our way. And fuck you if you don't like it. Um, 
I'm sure some of my European listeners will probably disagree to some degree. Also, the other intriguing thing for Russian language is phonetically it's really similar to Portuguese. And my Portuguese is getting pretty decent. And so I was like, huh, I at least know the sounds and I can I can hear the sounds better. So maybe it wouldn't be that difficult for me to learn. And honestly, listen, it's this is weird with learning Russian for me. Is it's the first time I've ever been able to listen and speak better than I have been able to read and write. In Portuguese, I can read and write like a motherfucker. But then when it comes to listening, it's really hard. I can speak decently. And same thing with other languages like Polish. It wasn't like I could read it that well, but I could read it way better than I could hear it. With Russian, it's the complete opposite because the alphabet is fucking crazy. The Russian alphabet is essentially, how do I describe it? The Russian alphabet compared with the English alphabet, and I know it's like Latin and acrylic or whatever the hell it is is basically the same way that the U.S. uses the metric system or how the U.S. refuses to use the metric system. You know, everyone else is doing this certain way with centimeters and meters and liters. And the U.S. is like, nah, we're going feet, inches, yards, gallons. The Russian alphabet is the exact same fucking thing, but with letters. You know, I, it's like, I started to read it. I'm like, huh? Because there's just so many weird things. It was like, okay. It's like, this is in my mind. This is how it went. And you kind of got to know a little bit about Russian alphabet or else this shit's not going to really make sense. I'll try to explain it though. This will be good for me to learn too. Basically, they agreed that A was normal. Like, okay, cool. And then they're like, okay, B? They're like, no, 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 no. The B makes a V sound. Okay, B, V. All right, well, then just no B, no B sound? Nah, we'll have a B, but it's kind of this like hieroglyphic six. It looks like a lowercase B, but kind of fucked up. There's also 33 letters instead of 26. All right, okay, add another letter. No V, but that, that would have been easy, but never mind. It's like, what about C? It's like, yes, yeah, C, but C makes a S sound, like S. It's like, all right. I'm like, well, then what about the K? Like, that's just K. All right, that's easy. That's, that's fine. Then we go to D. Normal D? Ah, uh, kind of. Like when, when you write it in capital, it looks the same, but in lowercase, it's actually a lowercase g. But on the keyboard, we're going to make this completely new fucking letter that's like this Down syndrome capital A. Like, ah, all right. Well, let, let's go through at least the vowels now. All right. E, I, O, U, Y, all the same. And Russia, no, fuck I. It's nothing about I in communism. It's all about we. It's a joke, sorry. 
So we, we don't, no I. Fuck I. There is no I in this alphabet. Okay. So how do you, how do you make the I sound? E. Uh, backwards N. Backwards N. Well, that might get confusing with regular N, wouldn't you think? No, no, no. N sound is H. Okay. Backwards end backwards end is I. H is N. So how do we make the H sound? Huh. X. Oh. Alright. Okay. So then if we're gonna make sh, it would be C X. Because C makes sh sh or s and X makes h. So sh would be C X. Nope. That will be W. But not a not a normal W. Special W. It's like, oh, alright. I hope this is entertaining to somebody right now. This shit's entertaining the fuck out of me. I wrote this down. <laughs> it helped me learn it. I can read and pronounce Russian pretty fucking good now. And it's a lot of fun. I'm spending like 30 minutes on Duolingo at least a night. And so then they move on to the letter E. Like, all right, we keep E, yeah? Like, yeah, but fuck normal E. We make it backwards. It's really more like a C with a little line in the middle of it. Kind of like the Euro sign, actually, I think. Backwards Euro sign. Okay, okay, well then just no E? No regular E? Ah, no, there's a regular E, but that's Y. And then there's E with two dots, and that's Yo. Okay, and so normal Y makes ya sound? Nah. <laughs> ya is backwards R. Uh-huh. Okay. So then just no Y. Y is gone. That's that's normal. There, there's a few other languages without Y. No, no, no. There's Y. But that makes the sound of U. Ooh. Okay, got it, huh, so then if backwards R is ya and Y is oo, so backwards R and then Y make U sound, <laughs> no, 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 brand new letter. It looks like this fish. I, little space, little little dash, O. You. <sighs> All right. This is getting crazy. I got a little bit longer, so I hope people are enjoying this. If not, fuck it. We're in the 55th minute. I don't know if I'll have too much after this, so if this isn't fun for you, just I uh, appreciate you. We'll, we'll see you next week, but I'm going to keep going because I wrote all this shit out. <laughs> I'll be fun fun to see YouTube analytics of who stuck around past the 55th minute, or maybe after editing, it's like 54. But anyway, all right, we're, we're back with the fish in the eye. It's like, okay, well then, if Y is ooh, what 
what sound does the letter U make? I go, huh? Letter U is T, T, T S E, T. But it's not just this regular U, it's U with a little style to it. Like, okay, okay, okay. So, backwards R is yeah. But don't you think that backwards R and regular R could maybe fuck with some people's heads a little bit? They go, yeah, 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 for sure, exactly. So now P is R. So no P sounds? Just oh, okay, that's all right. No, no, new letter. Looks like a table. Boop boop. Ha ha. <sighs> and then let's. Damn, this is taking longer than I thought it would. All right, but let's let's finish up with these fucking vowels. So O is O, right? Normal. Well, yeah, sometimes, but it depends how it's used. Sometimes it's uh, sometimes it's oh. Depends on the stress. Sometimes o sounds like a. Sometimes a sounds like o. Actually, no, it doesn't. And they go, all right. Well, how do we how do we determine the difference in the different o's? Let me guess. Let me guess. An o with a fucking line through it. So, ha Now you're starting to figure it out. But no, no, no. O with a line through it makes the F sound. F, f, f. It makes the F. Why? Why does it make F sound? Because fuck you, that's why. Living for a living, baby. How you doing? <laughs>